fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Is it really a Friday? It honestly doesn't feel like Friday today. But you made it. You made it to the end of the week. The light is at the end of the tunnel, so welcome aboard. Celebrate it. And let's have a little fun. What do you say? Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your millennial general doing what we do best every single day, trying to bring common sense, reason, rationale, and other. Can we identify as an other when it comes to some of that, too? We can do that here on the show, I guess, because why the hell not? It's our program. Welcome back in, and great to have you along for the ride. Bottom of the hour today, we're going to play an interview with the Oklahoma governor, Governor Kevin Stitt. Now, I have to admit, and I feel really bad for this, I interviewed him like a week ago. And we just haven't had a chance to play it on the show. Haven't had an opportunity. We haven't had a space. We've been so booked out. I am booked until at least the end of the week, or the end of the work, uh, the end of the month. So, yeah, we just haven't had a chance to play it. But we had a guest move around, and he got rescheduled till next week. So we're going to play our interview with Governor Kevin Stitt from the great state of Oklahoma coming up at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned in for that one. We have a lot to talk about today. Because we have Vladimir Putin trying to hold like a Trump-ish rally that I thought was cute. And, of course, probably people being forced to actually get in there to the rally. Waving the Russian flag, trying to talk about his justification for invading the Ukraine, brainwashing his people. The propaganda is so evident that it's actually outstanding that people actually fall for it. And a lot of people don't fall for it, but they just kind of go along because they don't want to be thrown in the gulag. Other people do fall for it because there's a really interesting, deep question I think that we need to have is... If you've never experienced true freedom and liberty like we do here in the nation, for example, where we have the right to do this, we have the right to do that, it's written in our Constitution where government shall not infringe upon this, government shall not do that. If you've never experienced freedom, do you actually understand what freedom is? And can you grasp the concept of it if you've never been born into it? It's kind of like the, ever watched the movie The Truman Show with Jim Carrey? And I always ask myself when I watch it, it's a great movie, by the way, and I highly recommend it, uh, where he lives in this dome and this movie film Hollywood company actually adopted him as a corporation that adopted him as a kid. And they created a a lifetime full on 24 hour movie about him with live videos. And they have all these actors and it's a world that they built for him to just live in and for us to spectate and observe while he's living in it, thinking that it's some kind of fun entertainment. And the question is, is if you've lived in that entire environment, would you ever know it? Would you ever know it? Even if you see the weird oddness that happens there, would you question the oddness or would you just accept it as is? It's an interesting question when we talk about those that are uh, showing up to a Vladimir Putin rally in Russia, waving the Russian flag and listening to him talk about his justification for invading Ukraine. Because do you actually believe it or do you question it or do you even know to question it because you've never been in a situation where you could question it? Brings up some great philosophical questions. So we'll do that here in just a little bit. We also have Dr. Fauci. Yeah, he actually peeked his head up out of the sewers for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. 
And because he did, it really begs the question, why did he poke his head up out of the sewers to talk to us again? And apparently it's because we'd have a new variant of COVID-19 that we should start all being panicky and scared about. The Russian thing's not really working out. People are getting angrier at the administration for that one instead of going along with the administration like we've done in the past with potential conflicts and wars. So now we're questioning them and getting angrier because of inflation and the high gas prices and the war and everything else going on. What do we got to do? Hey, bring back COVID-19. So we'll get to that here in just a second as well. But out of all of those issues, there is one issue that is more important than anything else out there, and that is... What's trending today? Our headline of the day to kick off the show. This is according to wavy.com, W-A-V-Y.com, with their political section. Out of the and this is a tag from the Associated Press that the House of Representatives passes a bill to prohibit discrimination based on hair. Let me explain, shall we? According to the Associated Press, black people who wear natural hairstyles like afros, cornrows, or tightly coiled twists should not face bias in society, schools, and the workplace, according to the House of Representatives, as they voted on it earlier today in voting to make it explicit that it's such discrimination is a violation of federal civil rights law. Let's take a breath and process that one here for, uh, for a second, shall we? Now... Uh, there is a conversation to be had about what is socially accepted in society nowadays, isn't there? I mean, with the new fad with tattoos, I mean, I have a tattoo for those watching the video stream. Uh, I mean, I have a tattoo on my arm, but yet I did it up high enough on my shoulder to where even wearing a T-shirt covers it up and no one can see it. Nobody even knows that it's there until I wear a cutoff, which you don't see me on my day off as a redneck that I am. I enjoy my cutoff T-shirt to my belt buckle. and That's what I usually wear. I do have another tattoo design in the works, by the way, that should be like a not like a half sleeve, but it goes down below the T-shirt on my other arm and people would see that if i wore t-shirts and i'm okay with that but at the same time being in politics that i would wear a suit and it would be completely covered but there's a conversation to be had on the changing of social norms on what is accepted and what is not accepted based on hairstyle based on tattoos before i got back into radio i worked at a bank i was a i was a private individual banker and you know doing the cash deposits refinancing your mortgage taking credit cards opening uh, bank accounts whatever and the policy at the bank that I worked at, I'm not going to say the name, was you could not have any visible tattoos. So, And I had coworkers that would have to put a Band-Aid over the tattoo that was on their wrist or something to cover it up because it wasn't allowed. But yet nowadays, there is beginning to be a little bit more accepted to where you could still wear a suit and tie and have tattoos and still look very professional. I think it depends on the different uh, environment that you're working in. The work environment that you have, the different industry that you're in. Are you doing customer service? Do you have to deal with people? Are you sitting in a cubicle? I'm a radio host. I can do really what I mean. I should probably wear a little bit more than what I do here. And I will start wearing button up shirts and being a little more professional. Now. But right now I'm wearing a T-shirt and a ball cap because, you know what, it's a Friday and I work at a radio studio. And outside of the hour that you see me on video camera for for the live stream and TV, that's about the only time that anybody's going to actually see me today. And I'm OK because I'm also trying to appeal to a certain demographic of radio listener uh, and video listener. That is the newer, younger generation that doesn't necessarily like the whole suave suit and tie, you know, cookie cutter fit that everybody is expected to in certain industries. So I get the conversation, but I have to admit, I don't know a single business personally 
that is judgmental based on hairstyle, unless it's like I just woke up and, you know, and I just rolled out of bed and my hair sticking up all over the place and I look at Albert Einstein. I don't know of a single industry that is discriminatory against hairstyles, especially if it's a cultural hairstyle like an afro or a cornrow. In fact, if you are of a minority descent and you have cornrows, I find that the professional style. I love the style of cornrows. If I was darker skin, I would totally do that because I think they're awesome. Uh, so I would totally do that. But I would rather have a cornrow as opposed to an afro in a professional state. I would think that that's really cool. I think that that's really attractive on women. I think that that looks really good on guys. I think that that is a very professional style. That's just me personally. But again, I'm one that I don't really care if I have an entire sleeve tattoo. And I know some of the older generations like, no, no tattoos. So I get it. It's a different style of generation. It's a different style of, uh, you know, where people draw the line on what is acceptable and not acceptable. Here's the bigger picture, though. Uh, while we may have a discussion on what is professional and what is not professional in the workplace. Is this really honestly something that we need to be focused on in Washington, D.C. right now? Can we be honest? We have a war potentially going on, the outbreak of World War III that could be right around the corner. We have an 8% inflation rate right now. We have illegal immigrants flooding our southern border at the moment. We have insane gas prices that are just climbing every single day. We have a socialist government that's just controlling every aspect of us right now. We have a global pandemic that they're trying to say is not here anymore, but he's still lingering because the head doctor came out and said today that, again, that it was here and we need to be cautious of it we have a lot of major issues going on and yet this is what the house of representatives is voting on and by the way it passed with a very large majority that passed 235 to 189 with uh, a few republicans voting to support it as well to prohibit the discrimination on the basis of hair texture and hairstyles like hair that is tightly coiled curled or worn in locks cornrows twists braids bantu knots i don't even know what that is or afros the bill now goes to the Senate where it faces uncertainty because President Joe Biden has already said he would sign the bill known as the Crown Act into law. <laughs> oh, man, this is what we're dealing with. You know you're in a first world country when you have first world problems like this. We're not trying to deal with, you know, poverty lines right now. We're not trying to deal with people dying on the street from opioid crises right now. No, we need to make sure that someone doesn't feel discriminated against if they don't get a job or they lose their job because they may have uh, 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 braids or they may have uh, dreadlocks, which, by the way, again, if my hair wasn't so light and fine, then I probably would get dreadlocks, too, because I just think they're cool. I know people are just cringing. Right? <laughs> I get it. They smell nasty. I get it. It's hard. You got to shave your head. when it, I get it. I just as a kid, I've been totally fascinated by them, and I think they're cool. Again, I don't see them as a problem with professionality. That's my personal opinion. Everybody draws their line somewhere else. That's totally cool. That's fine. But this is what we're focused on. Hey, need to make sure that you don't discriminate based on that. And how would you even know that? I mean, I guess if the employer comes out personally and says, hey, you know what? Uh, your hair's just not professional. It's in an Afro style. It's in a cornrow. It's in a dreadlock. Totally unprofessional. We're going to let you go unless you shave your head. Really? 
I don't know that I necessarily like that. Now, again, though, there is a line of professionality. If you're supposed to be in customer service or in sales, for example, and you come in wearing sweatpants, yeah, I'm going to have a problem with it and sit down with you and be like, look, you're representing the company. You're representing the marketing of who we are, the brand of what we are. You're talking to people. You need to be in a professional mindset. Totally get that. I'm not arguing that in any way, shape, or form. I am all pro-business on that side. You set the standards that you want. However, I don't know anybody that's judging based on hairstyle. And if they are judging based on hairstyle, unless they specifically come out and say, I don't like your hairstyle, so we're going to let you go, I don't know how you have a legal claim to this. And are we just dealing with a little bit of first world problems here? I think it's a little ridiculous. Uh, 14 Republicans did vote against the measure, calling it unnecessary and as a distraction. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, big fan of him, said 14 months of chaos and we're dealing a bill based on hair. I mean, yeah, now we are. Yeah, we are. That's unfortunate. We have a world war going on with tyrants, and the uh, really the idea of communism versus capitalism has come back up after 30 years of being dead with that war. And us winning that war, by the way. We have a major international conflict on ideology, and we're concerned about hairstyles with a crown act that the House rep. Of course, the House passed because they're run by Democrats. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to do. I get it. However, is that really what we need to be focused on right now? If this is a major concern, call your elected official and let them know how you feel about the crown act of wearing hairstyles in the workplace or in other places as well. This is stupid. Can we focus on something more important? But this is what our Congress spending our taxpayer money on to actually debate. It's a little crazy. When we come back, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears. Vladimir Putin, for the first time in a really, really long time, spoke to a massive crowd of individuals at a quote-unquote rally trying to, like, mimic Donald Trump or something and talked about his justification for invading the Ukraine. We'll see if his justification resounds with you and whether it's understandable or not. Back after this here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm getting some comments on some of the social media, which you can do at Hoosier Reason, at H-O-O-S-E-R Reason on any of the social media platforms. Also on the OpsLens website and app, you can leave a comment during the program. I'm getting some comments. Andy, those guys with all the tattoos, 50, 60 years down the road, it's just going to be a big blob. They're going to regret it. I don't, I don't know. I, it's Again, it's a generational thing. I really don't care. I mean... Once I'm 80 years old and I am covered in tattoos and it's all wrinkly and it's all just kind of meshing together, I don't care. Like, I'm not trying to impress anybody and I see them as just the tattoo aged with me. And again, it's just a difference of mindset based on generations. I'm totally okay. One of these days, my wife hates tattoos, but she hates them. She has one tattoo and it's a Native American one because she is Native American, not like Elizabeth Warren Native American, where she's like one one hundred and ten thousandth percent of she's she's actually Native American and she got a feather and it's kind of neat, but. She'll never get another tattoo. I have my one. I've been dying to get another one. And I told her, like, if we had not gotten married, I would have like a three-quarter sleeve down each arm. I, I love them. I'm fascinated by them. I always wanted one in my life. And as soon as I got my first tattoo, I'm like, I've been dying to get another one. I got this one. Oh, golly, I don't even know how long ago. Uh, 2012, 2013, something like that. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I haven't gotten another one yet, but I want to. But again, it's just a difference in mindset and generation. Is it professional? Is it not professional? Regardless of what you believe there, should the government be involved in telling you how to run your business by saying, oh, no, either a tattoo or a hair. You can't be discriminating. How dare you say that they're not professional? There's a professional setting for each individual industry, and I think that's really up to the industry and the business to decide what that professional look is going to be. Again, I personally do not have, do not have problem with people with dreadlocks. I just don't care. I think it can look professional in certain settings as well. And uh, I have a, I mean, people see my hair on the video right now. I need to shave it a little bit right now, but I have a kind of a semi-long mohawk at the moment. Is it something I've had? No, I actually didn't do this until like just a year ago. And I'm like, oh, why not? Why not? Have a little fun with it. It's only hair. It'll grow back and I can go back to my old style anytime I want with the comb over and the professional look. Uh, but you can still pull that off. Many people can with, uh, with a suit and tie on. It's all up to perspective, and the government should not be involved in perspectives or social issues like that or something that the private market and individuals should be able to decide on their own. So enough of that one. I want to shift gears a little bit here. Vladimir Putin had a really interesting uh, move over the last day, and I honestly think it was because he's losing so much support that he's trying to rally the troops on his end to make it justified for what he's doing with the Ukraine. It's gone three, four weeks now. He still has not had a victory. He's losing resources. He's losing support. He's asking China to actually assist in him with the military operation. So what does he have to do? He has to go and rally his own people to remind them, hey, I'm still leading this thing here, and hey, there's a reason for what I'm doing. Now, I'm going to play a clip of this. Obviously, you can't understand him because he's Russian, but the reason I'm reading is because there's actually some, uh, there's there's words at the bottom here for the uh, captions. 
As he goes on to talk about, we the multinational people of the Russian Federation, united by the common destiny of our own land, these are the first lines of the Russian's fundamental law, the Constitution. And each of these words is filled with a deep sense that has tremendous meaning. Our own, on our own land, united by the common destiny. For sure, this is what they thought and have been led to in this referendum of Crimea and Stevenstopol of March 18th of 2014. They lived and now live on their own land. That's funny. And wanted to live to the common destiny with their historic native country with Russia. They have had every right to do so and they have achieved that goal. And he goes on to talk about that's why he's doing it for the Ukraine is because they have such an evil government. And just like Croatia and everywhere else that he's taken over and put in the pawn leadership is that they have a common destiny with themselves and with with the land of Russia where they can be independent. But they had their common destiny. That's not crazy propaganda. I don't know what it is. We'll break that down when we come back here. Plus, we'll have a governor, uh, Governor Kevin Stitt from the state of Oklahoma. We'll play that interview right after the break here on The Voice Reason for a Friday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch The Voice of Reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. I have made an executive programming decision. I think we're going to bump the interview with Governor Kevin Stitt from Oklahoma because there's so much to get to. And I just got into this topic and I really don't want to stop it now that we've kind of teased it before the break. And uh, so don't worry. We will play the interview. We'll do it early next week. I promise you we'll get to that interview. I've been holding on to it for like a week, and like I said, I've, I've for like, I don't know. We, we'll, at some point, we'll actually get it on the program. We've been booked out for so long with so many guests, but we'll get him on the show and talk with Governor Kevin Stitt from the state of Oklahoma. But I really want to talk about this because I think there's a deep ideological flaw here. And again, I ask you the basic question is, if you've never experienced freedom, do you actually see it or recognize it when it's there? Or do you recognize that you don't have it? And I use the argument again from the movie, for those that may, may, may or may not have seen it, of The Truman Show. Of if you were born into this world and they create the bubble around you and they put all these actors to play around you and you just go about your common day and you do your thing. If 
you're put into that situation, would you ever know that you're actually in that bubble that's isolated, that's controlled in that controlled environment? Or would you say, wait a second, something's not right. But if it's not right, how do you know it's not right if you've never experienced it not being right? These are the questions. So in Russia, would individuals know that they don't live in freedom if we try to tell them, hey, you have a tyrant for a leader? And if we tell them that, would they recognize that? Putin did this major rally just yesterday, a massive rally. I've never seen him do anything like this. He's never really big into the people. He's just kind of the guy that does his thing, and everybody goes along with it. And some like what he does. Others are just like, yeah, but, you know, Mother Russia, we all support our country, which nothing wrong with that. Support your country, all the power to you. But he's kind of a crazy dictator. And the rumor has been since he started invading Ukraine was that he was going to unite uh, Ukraine as part of the Soviet Union. After he went into the other nations, and he didn't technically take them over, but he put a puppet in power that answers to him while they live independently. Again, if you know that you're not free, then do you recognize that you're not free if you've never actually grown up with it? So his speech was kind of interesting. While and it looked like a Donald, got to be honest, he looked like a Donald Trump rally. It was while it was in a major stadium. There were thousands of people there, probably drug there against their will, but who knows, waving Russian flags all over while he just walks out onto this major stage and just starts talking. No like hoorah, no getting excited. He just goes out and just starts rambling. Here's what he had to say. And I'm going to read you again the captions because, you know, he's speaking in Russian and they don't have a translator for this video. But we, the multinational people of the Russian Federation, united by the, and I want you to remember this word, common destiny, of our own land. These are the first lines of the Russia's fundamental law, the Constitution. And each of these words is filled with a deep sense, has a tremendous meaning. Remember, common destiny. On our own land, united by the common destiny. For sure, this is what they thought and have been led by when they went to take part in the referendum in Crimea and Stevenstopol on March 18th of 2014. I want to stop you right there because this is exactly where he's leading up to why trying to justify to his people. Now, remember, they're not allowed to question the conflict going on in Russia because the media is owned by the state. And if you counter what the media says, then you go to jail. The three, four, five hundred people that have been arrested in protests in Moscow and other places across Russia have been arrested in questioning, saying, wait a second, they're a sovereign people. Why are we invading them? Why are we blowing up their maternity wards? Why are we actually going and killing uh, individuals in long-term care facilities? Why are we running over civilians with the tanks? Why are we doing this? Not allowed to answer that question. No, no, you get arrested if you actually question it. So he's using this common destiny idea. This is why we got involved in Croatia. This is why we did this. This is why we did that, or Crimea. Using that same justification, which to me sounds like a quasi-reuniting of the Soviet Union. Does it not? A common destiny. Yet they're allowed to have their own sovereign nation. However, as long as we're moving towards that basic common goal, that common destiny of the land of Russia, as he sees it all in big one big united area. Does that not sound? Now, I have heard people say that he's not trying to unite the Soviet Union. He's trying to end corruption. That he's trying to do the right thing. He's one of the most corrupt individuals on the face of the earth. And that right there 
shows the lunacy that his mind is in right now, showing, yeah, you know what, they're a sovereign nation like Crimea. However, they just answer to me because we're all moving towards the same goal and the same path and the same destiny, meaning, yeah, you can have a quote-unquote line drawn, but we're all doing the same thing. A Soviet Union-style reuniting is what this goal is, is what this war is all about. Is it about NATO? Maybe a little bit. It's about the bio labs that the United States had there, maybe a little bit. According to the official statement from the United States, we're not really doing much with those bio labs, and they were to disassemble warheads from the Soviets still, which is a really long time. I don't know that I buy that one. But regardless of what's going on with the bio labs, why in the world are we allowing him to just say, I'm a former KGB Soviet agent? I love the Soviet Union. I love communism. I treat my people like dirt. Half the people there probably got suckered into going to the rally by getting a bunch of stale bread and vodka to go. But I'm going to try and justify it by saying, hey, you've been hearing a lot of shenanigans out there. I've cut you off from social media so you can't listen to any other news. I've cut you off from any other mainstream media so you're not allowed to understand what else is going on. And this is what's really happening so you can continue to support me while I've already killed near 15,000 of our own soldiers over there because the people are fighting back. And we want them to be sovereign. We just want them to be under the same common destiny that is the fundamental law of Russia quote-unquote, in their constitution. That's a wild mindset, is it not? It really starts to understand and things start to unravel when he gets backed into a corner, when he's losing popularity in his own nation. And you got to admit, the guy's been able to hold on to popularity for a really, really long time. And I'm not saying based on the voting elections and the results of the elections there because it's obviously been rigged and every opponent that's run against him has ended up dead or in jail, but... The popularity of people that still say, yeah, it's, it's they don't understand the difference between love of government and love of country. And I don't think a lot of people around here understand that in the United States either, do you? I'm not talking about you per se, but you know who I'm talking about, many on the other side of the aisle, is that they don't decipher the difference between love of country and love of government. Because I do not have love of government. It's a necessary evil that keeps somewhat structure in society that we have to have. Do I want it to be big to run our social programs or run our lives? No, I don't. It could be cut, honestly, by about 80% right now. And that was, I know, very triggering moment for the other side. Yes, we want to cut the size of government. But that doesn't mean we don't love our, our country. The symbol of what it stands for, the patriotism of waving the American flag, of the proper way to fold the flag, of the proper what it represents for the 50 stars and the stripes and the red, white, and blue that's on the flag, what the idea of this country represents that is freedom for all, the streets paved with gold, the opportunity for everyone, that is a dream that we all support. And I hope to say that that's a dream that everybody on both sides of the aisle actually still support and dream of. I would think... I would think, the, well, I don't know. I mean, there's some on the other side that say, uh, not God bless America, but God damn America, as we heard from certain individuals that were running for office later on or earlier down the road, if you remember those. The chickens are coming home to roost. Have we made mistakes? Absolutely, we've made mistakes. Can we evolve from them? I hope we can. I really hope that we have the possibility to evolve from them and grow and learn from them, not by burning the book and banning them from school so we're not allowed to learn about it, but actually doing those and reading it and understanding it, saying, wow, there were some messed up people in the world. I want to make sure that never happens again. Because if you don't understand history, then you're doomed to repeat it. Do we still have love of country? There was a poll that was done by the Quinniac poll just a day ago. 
that's actually going to come out in a couple uh, different magazines this weekend, tomorrow, that shows, uh, they asked the question to Americans, that if this conflict that's going on with Russia and the Ukraine now, if it happened here in the United States, would you stand up and fight for your country, or would you tuck tail and run? An astonishing 52% of Democrats say that they would pick up and go. They wouldn't fight for the country. They wouldn't stand up for their home. They wouldn't stand up to fight for this nation as a whole. They wouldn't do it. They would leave the country. 52% of Democrats. That's insane. 68% of Republicans said that they would actually stand and fight. 68. Well, I mean, that's low, I think, on my end as well for Republicans. The hell's wrong with you? Of course we're going to stand up and fight. We got 8 billion rounds of ammunition in this country. I think we're going to be okay as long as you stand because when you stand together, then we have a really large voice and we can actually make something happen. We have a large force and we have a lot of guns and we have a lot of people willing to die for their nation because that's the importance of them. They love their country. But when you have 52% of Democrats that say that we refuse to stand up and fight for their nation, that tells me a couple of things. That tells me that they have no love or appreciation for their country, for what it's actually done for them. They have no investment into it, and that when things get tough, and when things get hard, and when someone tries to take it from them, they're unwilling to fight for it because they've never invested enough into it to make it worth their while. Which really concerns me, because if they're not invested into it, then what are they doing taking advantage of everything and complaining about everything that we're doing in this nation? But that really says it. These guys here, they're being brainwashed to believe, oh, this is great. But the progressives, the socialists, the tyrants, the dictators, they want you to think that when you love your country, you have to love what the government does. No, it's two completely separate things. I don't like what my government does. I love my country, and I would stand for it and fight for it every single day. But when half of a political party, a political ideology, refuses to even stand for it, but yet they tell us that we need to stand and do everything the government says, expanding the fourth branch of the government, the bureaucracy of the agencies and departments and the Department of Energy, the Environmental Protection Agency, Department of Health and Environment, the Department of Education, whatever. You need to stand because that's your government and you need to do what they tell you to do. But if something hits the fan and it gets tough, I'm out of here, buddy. Shows the real dedication, doesn't it? Something to put into perspective here. At the same time, speaking of, uh, we're going to take a break here. It goes by too fast. When we come back, Dr. Fauci did peek his head up out of the sewers and made a statement today as well. We'll play that. But think about it. Are you willing to stand up and fight for your nation if what's happening in Ukraine is happening here or started to happen here? Would you stand up and fight? And would you understand freedom when it's presented to you? Or do you think that they're just too far gone because they've never experienced it? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, enough of the sappy stuff here on the program. we got a few minutes left to wrap it up the show for the day and for the week. Back at it next week. We have a laundry list of stuff to get to next week, so stay tuned in all week long. If you missed it, by the way, we did have the man himself, former Trump campaign manager on the program just a couple days ago. You can find that on the podcast, which I don't promote the podcast enough. I apologize for that, but you can find it. You can subscribe. You can get the show every single day when we have additional guests or elongated interviews that we don't get to. We'll put the entire special feature extended version of the interviews on there. Just subscribe to us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We're on all Amazon, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, all that stuff. So uh, check it out. We appreciate that. A lot of people are listening to our podcast. And if you can't listen to us live every day, then that's the perfect way to do it. Just listen to the podcast and, um, you know, get a uh, get the entire episode there. Uh, but we did have the former Trump campaign manager on just a couple of days ago. And next week we have there's a few days where we have like multiple guests in a day. So we have a lot of stuff to get to next week. Uh, the question is, again, do you would you? Could you, will you stand up and defend your nation if that came down to it, like what we're seeing in the Ukraine? Would you be willing to stand up? Apparently, half of one political affiliation would not, and they're totally open to just tucking tail and running while they try to tell you how to live your life, which (laughs) I find that quite fascinating. At the same time, would someone who's been living under tyranny their entire life recognize freedom when... It's presented to them. And the best example I could probably give is not only the movie of the Truman Show, but also if you remember during the Iraq War under George W. Bush, we spent 10 years trying to show them how to run a constitutional republic. And it didn't work very well, did it? How to split up the different uh, uh, different sects of Muslims that were running the area there, trying to show them limited government, separation of powers, how you actually structure a republic and a constitutional government. And they had no clue. We taught it for 10 years. We had experts teaching them how to do this, and it still failed miserably, showing that sometimes you can try and drill it into their brain, but unless they actually understand and grasp the ideological concept, it goes right out the window. Totally different style of living. As opposed to here where we just expect it and we demand it, which is why we fight so hard against the progressive values from the other side that's trying to do away with it. Because as Barack Obama so eloquently said, and Joe Biden's not so eloquently trying to repeat, is that they're there to fundamentally change the United States. Fundamentally change the U.S. Then you got this Yahoo with Dr. Fauci and our latest in What's Trending. 
What's trending today? Where, Dr. Fauci, we've been asking, where is he? Fauci, where'd you go? Like, COVID-19 starting to wane, and now you're back. And, oh, yeah, well, the popularity for the Biden admin not working too well with the whole Russia thing. So now let's go back to COVID-19, as he did an interview earlier today on PBS. Well, we can't predict uh, definitively about that, Judy. But one thing is for sure that we're still, as a country, going in the right direction with regard to the downward trajectory of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. The caveat about that is, is that we generally follow uh, European Union, but particularly the UK, by a few weeks, usually three or so weeks. And if you look at what's going on, for example, in the UK, when you combine the increased transmissibility of the BA2, which is a sub-lineage variant (laughs) of the original Omicron, together with the relaxation of some of the restrictions like mask wearing and indoor concern about making sure people are vaccinated. And then you talk about the waning of immunity, they're starting to see an increase in cases and to some extent an increase in hospitalization, even though they are not seeing an increase in necessarily in severity of disease. So I would not be surprised, Judy, if in the next few weeks we do see an uptick in cases. The really important issue is that will that be manifested in an increase in severe disease that would lead to hospitalization? Wow. I'm special! Well, I tell you what. So let me get this straight. There is the B2 that is a variant of Omicron. Now, remember, Omicron was the variant that had like a no death. We had one death in the U.S. when it first came out because it doesn't even get into the muscle tissues it doesn't affect your lungs it was literally just like a severe sinus cold sinus infection that's what the omicron variant was that was the one that gave us the natural immunity to build up an immunity against covid19 to not have to get the vaccine to not have to worry about death because it was so severe the b2 variant now is even less severe he says in the uk that it is even less severe there where they're getting cases up but hospitalizations or deaths are not going up But yet we need to be scared because we're going to get that variant that's less severe and be concerned about the severity of hospitalizations and deaths. Again, you want to talk about ridiculous, stupid propaganda. Good Lord. Sanders, what do you think, buddy? It is totally absurd. I have to agree with you on that one. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then, we're back at it next week for another entire week of awesomeness here on The Voice of Reason. Be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio next week. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.